0: Amen. So last week I, I think I should even apologize to everyone because last week I was trying to follow my notes when I knew the Holy Spirit wanted me to give you a charge. And I kind of struggled, you know, in that message. I really struggled. I think it was 20 minutes into the message, was when I kind of hands up and say, Okay, Holy Spirit, let's do it the way you want it to be done. Right. So last week was literally pretty much introduction to this, and I'm gonna actually build on what I taught last week. Amen. Well, I watched the message. I watched it two and a half times or three times now, and it's really, really blessed me. Right. And it's, you know, praise God. So let's, let's carry on 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 today. So today we're still talking about spiritual warfare, uh, sorry, uh, fight for your life. And it's, it's all, it's all about spiritual warfare and dealing with strongholds. So today I'm going to be focusing on stronghold, pulling down strongholds. I touched on it yesterday, but I want to really consolidate the view of what this really means. Amen. So when we say warfare, okay, I think I should touch on a few things I, I, I touched on last week and then build into this. So there's a there's an ongoing war between okay, ongoing war between the kingdom of God and the kingdom of the devil. Now the, the kingdom of God is not fighting a war against the kingdom of darkness, because the kingdom of darkness is no match to stand against the kingdom of God. The Bible says to us that everything, Colossians chapter one verse sixteen, all things were created through Christ and for Christ Jesus, right? And the Bible even tells us that when Jesus comes back, when he was when he's going to destroy the enemy, he's just by, by his breath, <laughs> just like that. So the devil is not is insignificant to stand or match the match Jesus. No, you know when they say things like. There was war in heaven satan wants to was fighting god wants to bring down god wants to dethrone god wants to overcome god it is not it's not it's not possible god is the almighty so people have taught you or you've learned in your primary school or your religious background that satan tried to fight god and god kicked him out of heaven something is not right with that scripture or you no know, with that expression if the bible tells us that when jesus comes, He's going to destroy the enemy with the breath with his breath, just pfft, the devil's gone. I get to me. So, Satan is no match. He's no match to stand. It, it doesn't match God. He's no match. It is it, no match when it comes to battle or combat with God. No. God created him. And I think, and I believe that Satan is not mad, en- is not mad enough in his mind to think he wants to face God. The Bible tells that God dwells in unapproachable light. So, how will Satan get into unapproachable light to own Amen. Just something to think about. So, in the world we live in today, in our world today, the kingdom of darkness is always at war against the kingdom of God. Through the people. Basically, they want to destroy everything that Jesus died for. Because the war really is not against God. It's not against Jesus. They cannot. Because the Bible tells us that Jesus having disharmed principalities and powers he made a public spectacle of them so jesus has stripped satan of every power and authority he has the control he has over you condemnation he has stripped him so satan has no right to even control the believer right so if jesus has disharmed, taken taking power from satan right so what is the war about The war definitely is not against Jesus. The fight is not against Jesus, it's against his people. It's against the things that the enemy, that God has done for you in Christ Jesus. Jesus said in the book of John 10.10, he said, The thief comes not but to steal, to kill, and to destroy, but I am come that you may have life and have it more abundantly. So Jesus has given you life through his death and his resurrection, a new life, reconciled with God, and he calls Satan, the thief, who comes to steal those things that he has given to you. So, if you don't have those things in the first place, peace, joy, and the, the gift of the Spirit, the fruit of the Spirit, if you don't have those things, then why would, we, why would he call Satan a thief? And if, call, if he called Satan a thief, then what, what is Satan trying to steal? Everything that God has given to you in Christ Jesus. So, the warfare here is really against people that identify with Jesus. Like I said, Satan is no match. For God or Jesus, when it comes to battle. Praise God. So, what is warfare? So, warfare can be defined as the activity of fighting a war. The activity of fighting a war, including the weapons and the metals that are used. So, warfare is fighting a war. So, to help us a little bit, let me, let's go to uh, 2 Corinthians 10. 3 and 4, then to so 5. This is where our context, this is the verse, I, I mean, are our key text for the day. So i read uh, New King James Version and it reads, For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. So the terminologies that I'm looking, I'm, I'll, I'm using, they'll be coming from this verse. right? So for though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, which means they're not human, they're not physical, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds. Comma. Because of my time today, I would, I would do some work in terms of jumping ahead of myself and trying to connect things together. And when you guys play this message over and over again, it, it's going to make more sense to you. Now, before I read verse, verse five, now Paul in verse three was talking about war. And talked about weapons. And next, it talks about strongholds. (laughs) I love this. War, weapons, strongholds. Let me add more to it. War, weapons, warfare, strongholds. Amen. So there's war, there's weapons of warfare, there's strongholds and, there's a, and there are weapons. that So there's war, there's weapons, there's warfare, there's strongholds. So in, my, in, my, in the dictionary definition I got about warfare, let's start, so it's a weapon of our warfare, right? Warfare is the act, is the activity of fighting a war. So there are weapons you use in fighting a war. So that brings us into the next definition. What is war? So war is an intense Armed conflict between militaries, uh, government, characterized by extreme violence, aggression, destruction, mortality. Okay, let me high level. Let me give you high level definition. So, war is intense armed conflict between major bodies. Right. So the, Bible, the not the Bible. The dictionary says militaries, government. I mean, militaries, government. So these are large entities. So if we want to relate this to the, to the Christian life and the Christian world, we're looking at the kingdom of God and the kingdom of darkness. And I said that the kingdom of darkness is no match to want to fight the kingdom of God. Mm-hmm. Right? So the warfare, right? The conflict, the intense battle is against is between the kingdom of darkness and everything that identifies with Jesus. Now, if you go back to that Bible verse, it says, though we are in this world. Where is this again? It so, says, for though we walk in the flesh, we do not walk according to the flesh. On that version says, though we are in this world, but we are not of this world. Now, Satan knowing that, in, because he's not, he's not that mad. He is, he's not mad to want to approach God and fight God. So, the Bible calls him the God of this world. Second Corinthians chapter 4 verse 4. And um, Ephesians chapter 2 calls him the prince of the power of the air. So, what I'm trying to say is this it is in the world, it is on earth, that Satan has power. To a very much extent, we are in Satan's territory, geographically, from the moment that Adam committed eye treason. So, the systems of this world, how the world operates, right, the carnalities, the wickedness, these is the territory of the devil. Even God cannot come down to help you in crisis if you don't invite him because God does not step over step his bounds. You see see reasons why many people are praying for God to come and help them and they're not seeing a result. And they keep hoping, they keep saying and hoping that one day, God will hear them. God will have mercy. God will remember them. Some will wait till Jesus comes. Or by chance, they see a result. Or by cha- or as some, uh, along the line, they start learning to cope with it. Amen. So Satan is the god of this world. You can open your Bible to 2 Corinthians chapter 4, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 4. You find it there. He's the God of this world. Uh, Ephesians chapter 2 from verse 1 says, He's a prince of the power of the air. So when it comes to the spiritual atmosphere we live in, Satan dominates right the king the powers of god the power of the holy ghost is also in the atmosphere but they don't override their bounds so every believer must learn to engage the power of god to deal with situations until satan's lease and all right to control runs out he continues to run the show so if some people are thinking why is god watching rape murder and all kind of things happening in this world uh is because they do not understand what the word of God says. So, what will help your life to a very much extent is this. If you can recognize and understand, if you have that revelation, understanding, understanding that Satan is a God of this world, and it is your responsibility to stand against him in your life, then you will always win. But if you're expecting God to step to come down, you go, you do some ridiculous fasting and praying expecting that one day god will hear your prayer god will come down like a magician or like babe what movie did we see recently extraction right Or oh, you expect you expect god to <sighs> let me not get into it because uh, i'll start talking about some stuff and kids keep, keep start asking the question we expect god to come down like a machinery machinery is that pronounced it perhaps machinery to come down and rescue you you're just wasting your time Because Jesus said, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given unto me. Now go therefore. He has delegated the authority, the power he has to you. So as long as this earth is concerned, Satan has the right to run the show. You also have the power to cut the devil out of your life. Do you ever imagine why you are not able to pray for some people and um, see God step into their life? If the people are not willing or open to receive the power of God, or to allow God to walk in their life, nothing will happen. Amen. Nothing will happen. So, as long as this earth is concerned, every believer will experience God to the degree to which they open their heart for God if you don't learn to believe i'm gonna get down into more details soon if you don't learn to believe and to hold on to god's word you can't really experience the power of god so if you think i'm saying nonsense the question is how are things working for you the same belief system you've had for many years praying and hoping that god one day will come if somebody used to say something like if god would have mercy if god would be kind enough all those terminology doesn't they're not spiritually sensible they don't make sense because you can't say if God can will be kind enough to step into the situation. James 4 7, he said, you resist the devil and he will flee from thee. The Bible says, uh 1 Peter 5, that I believe, it said Satan as a roaring lion, goeth about seeking whom he may devour. So which means Satan cannot just consume anybody. Satan will only consume, destroy anyone that is available. Amen. So these are the fundamentals that every believer should understand about the warfare going on. Amen. You are not you you will not be a casualty in this war except you allow yourself to be. You're not helpless. Praise God. So there's a war going on between the kingdom of darkness waging war against any and everything that identifies with Jesus. And Satan has a right to engage us in these battles because he's the God of this world. Praise God. Let's carry on. So, defining war, war is an intense armed conflict between militaries, big organizations. We, we are members of the body of Christ, right? Satan is a, is, of the, is the leader and the ruler of the kingdom of darkness and he's against us, right, right? Now, I put under my note here. Now, the enemy will... Uh, we will assault. We, we throw assault of varying degrees on the Christian faith uh, from reach. Okay, so assault of varying degrees on the Christian faith from reaching the lost and blah blah blah. Okay, let me let me let me, let me clarify that. I don't. I don't. I, I wrote it as I was thinking. So let but let me put it in in the right context. Now, when we look at those warfare, why is this warfare? I touched on it last week, but the thing is, is the enemy does not want you to really experience the good. The goodness and the kindness of God. It doesn't want you to walk in the reality of it. And some people, after they give their life to after they give their life to Christ, after they made the commitment to Christ Jesus, and they become born again, things, things seem to be fine for the first two, three weeks. Then afterwards, it seems like they are back to where they were before they gave their life to Christ. Ah uh, no, 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 no. There are some reasons why it seems like you've lost the experience of salvation. And those things are usually driven by the strongholds in your mind, amen. Don't forget those keywords: warfare, weapon, uh, war, weapons, warfare, strongholds. So, if we're talking about how the enemy wage war against us, how it really does it is by building strongholds in our mind. It knows that it cannot, it, it cannot steal your faith, right? In it. it, it it knows it cannot steal your faith. It knows that it cannot it cannot deny your salvation, right? But it can put stuff in your mind, belief systems in your mind that will make you think and feel otherwise. So the warfare really between the devil and us is strategic belief systems that have been built in our minds strategic belief system being built in our mind. And do you know what? The enemy is so subtle and so crafty that it would ensure you don't even recognize it. Amen. I also want to add that from time to time, we may have some intense, experience some intense battle as part of this warfare. The enemy could attack you, um, your health, could attack your marriage, could attack your finances. So we do have those moments and people will really understand their rights and privileges in Christ. People who have faith in the name of Jesus, people who can use the authority in the name of Jesus can stand against the enemy in those battles. So a battle can be defined as a military conflict between two or more armed forces. So battles are usually short-term warfare are long-term. Take note of that. Battles are usually short-term, you know, when a troop, right, a troop bombards an area, I mean, they bombard an area with their weaponry and they try to take out that, uh, the unit of the enemy, you know, I can tell I'm not, a, I'm not a military specialist, but I'm, I'm just trying to speak from movies that I've seen, right. So uh, a military, okay, an army may receive an intel that the enemy is operating in a particular geographic location for, you know, they may have a base somewhere. So the military will then arrange some troops, may, may arrange a squad or a few, a few soldiers, tactical unit they arrange a tactical unit and these guys travel down there to that area and they engage them in that battle and sometimes the enemy knowing that the military of a nation is camped in a particular area they could they could go they could travel to this area try to take out those guys so from time to time occasionally we tend to experience some battles when the enemy comes against you like a force and tries to kind of kill you, destroy you, or destroy your marriage or your health. But the truth is this: the enemy knows that to a very much extent, many believers do overcome those battles; they do win. So there's some. If it can't take you out outrightly to kill you to destroy you, then it can strategically build systems or beliefs in your mind, right? Build wrong belief systems in your mind so that it is so that it can make you ineffective in your Christian life. I'm sure I'm making spiritual sense. So I've talked about warfare, ongoing conflict. I've, thought of, I've talked about war, which is an intense conflict between two militaries. Uh, so sorry, warfare is fighting, fighting in a war. And I've said the war is a conflict between two m- major bodies. And I've said that as a part of that warfare, or part of that war, we do experience battles. You know, the enemy wants to take us out. It doesn't we want to, it, it does not want the gospel to be spread through us. How are you getting? So, because the enemy wants to stand against everything that God has done for you in Christ Jesus, he will do anything possible. So, we attack you, you know, through those battles. And so we fight some spiritual battles. Sometimes, But the the long-standing and strategic uh, tool or weapon you use is that stronghold. Praise God. So let's look at a few examples of strongholds. Hopefully, you'll be able to recognize some strongholds in your own life. So let me put a few things up. First of all, let's look at uh, a home. I, this is where I wished I was, um, this is a, a Bible, uh, one-to-one Bible study. I think I prefer this Bible study to some like church service. Now, on, the, on, on what you can, the picture you can see on the screen, you can see that the father seems to be with the girl, on the side of the girl, and the mother and the boy on, on a separate side. And you can see that there's a, there's a, the, the, the paper is turned in between, so which represents division in the home. Now, to a very much extent, one of the reasons why there are divisions in homes is because of strongholds in people's minds, right? Strongholds in people's minds. <clears throat> Let me look, give you on that picture, then I come and put them in context, then we're going to, I'll, I'll try to give you more definition about strongholds. Let's carry on. Now, if you look at this young lady here, a lot of people are saying, saying a lot of things to her. You know uh, there's body shaming there's you're not good enough there is you should be doing this. there is you should be taking those course. there is you're too fat there is there's all manner going on in her mind that makes her you know you can, you can see she's, a, she's distressed confused depressed she, do, she doesn't even know the next thing to do with her life in a sense she's stuck and when you watch this when you play back this video you can pause this and think more uh and you know and take some time to think and and process this image identify the things that stand out to you from this all this pointing of fingers and what people are saying to her another one is fear now when god says to you i'm trying not to give out give the answer you know, why are you afraid to step into doing what God has called you to do or taking up that challenge? Why? Amen. I want you to know that, and there are more. Don't forget what I said earlier on that. We do experience battles, which by God's grace, by the power in the name of the Lord Jesus, faith in Christ Jesus, we do win. But strongholds are, they they are long-term strategic weapons of the enemy to make you ineffective. So let's go back to that family. Now, I'll give you an example, something that I've, I noticed when I was, in, um, when I was growing up in, in, in Africa, right? A parent will say, excuse me, a father will say to the son, and it's quite common, a father says to the son, you know, women, no, you, don't, you don't tell women everything. You know, women are not, you, can't open, you should not open up to women. And a father plants a seed of inferior, of of a seed, a a a seed, a thought. So it's a thought, but a seed plants a seed in the mind of the child to say, you know what, women are inferior. You know, women are, you know, not to see women to to be something, you know, to be a person of significance. You know, she, you know, plant a seed of she's a second class citizen. You know, she should be in the kitchen. She all, all manner of those. Um, those horrible and demonic lies of the enemy planted in the mind of a young man. Then the young man grows up and begins to think, you know, why do I seem to you know many don't even realize it, they don't recognize it. That's what I'm trying to, well, That's some that's the way I'm going. But many men don't treat their women, their wives special, they don't have respect for their wives. I am wondering? Why are some men like this? And when you even accost such men and say, you know, well, you know, you should treat your wife better than this, they don't see anything wrong in it because an evil seed has been planted in their mind, has been reinforced by the devil, by the community, by the society they grew in. And so they are acting against the will of God for marriages. Amen. They're acting against the will of God. Can you see what I'm saying? That the enemy will try his best to ensure that you are not able to recognize strongholds in your life. To jump ahead of myself a little bit. If you want to be able to recognize strongholds in your life, you need to really know what the word of God says about your life. Because except you know the truth, you cannot assess the situation in your life against something the enemy is up to. or You can't assess or compare what's going on in your life with a different, a different thoughts. So, if believers don't read the Bible and study the Word of God to have a revelation, understanding of the Word of God, you know these struggles will keep. They, they will be so huge in their mind, in their lives that to them it's normal. But the truth is, it may be normal to you. But is that what God says? Is that the standard of God? Is that the life of God? See, one of the reasons why many people from the country I come from steal in their workplace is because of a popular saying that says that where you walk is where you eat. Now, these guys have been paid salary, but they believe that, you know, you should still steal. So if you don't steal, no, no, no. It's just normal. Where you walk, where you deliver is where you eat. So, it is a kind of a culture among many employees in the nation I come from to steal, even at the government level, because they believe you should steal, and they don't see it as stealing, but it's normal to them. But is that what the word of God says about being a Christian? Is that that how the Bible says that you should treat your boss? And many of those people would not want anyone to do such to them. They will not want their employees to steal from them, but it's okay for them to steal. Amen. Let's, car- let's look at another one. So this young girl on the, sc- on, the, on the screen. Now, when this lady begins to self-harm, when she begins to, you know, throw herself to, at men, you know, because f- I've, I've dealt with a few cases where some people would throw themselves at the opposite sex, even though the relationship is abusive. But they, throw the, they, they remain in that, in that toxic and abusive relationship because it's been reinforced in their mind that they are not good enough, that nobody will accept them. So they need to stay in this relationship where the man seems to give them some recognition. I've had women say that a man of God told them that, See, nobody in this world will marry you. So you are privileged to be to be to be in a relationship with this man. So just stay there. Even though the relationship is abusive. But do you know what makes a woman to remain in an abusive relationship? Right. Well, some say because of because of their kids. But even though you say it's because of your kids, why are you still there because of your kids? Is it trying to help you i'm touching i can't go into all details right now but i'm asking i'm trying to get people to think people say because of their kids but is that true or you think there's no show for you anywhere else you cannot live on your own. you can't survive on your own you can't be successful or you have a sense of if this marriage will fail if people should know to you they consider you as a failure which means you have defined your significance and sense of worth by your marriage am i making any sense and these thoughts we're not built in your mind overnight. Friend, how we behave is a reflection of what is built in our minds, what's established in our minds. Our be- our default reaction to situations, you know, they didn't we, we didn't for- we didn't form them overnight. So I'm using this service to help you to be able to identify. The, the areas in your life, I'm trusting God that you begin to pray and meditate. You know, looking at what the word of God says and looking at what you're experiencing in your life and asking yourself, what wrong belief system run my life? Amen. What wrong belief system run my life? So for another, for another thing for a young lady, if people around you in your school or growing up, you know, mean girls can be crazy. They call them mean girls, right? No, because they are not as beautiful in their own eyes as you, so they tend to, so they will, they, they, they will say all manner of nasty things to you to make you see yourself inferior to them. You're not beautiful. Your head is too big. Your waist is too small. Now, the person who is saying this crap to you, right? So have you actually looked at them and identify what is perfect about them? Because no one is perfect from Luke's perspective, have you actually looked back and see how small or tiny their nose is? Or how pointed their nose is? hmm Right? Should a, should a perfect person's nose be that pointed? It's a question. I'm not trying to insult the creation of God. I'm just trying to tell you that nobody is perfect. And I'm trying to help us come to the point whereby you don't define yourself based on what people say about you. Simple question. Right? So even their height... Who told you that's the normal or the perfect height? Are they not too tall? For a reasonable girl of their age. Their waist size. even So many things you can... Even the spots on their face. The size of their ears. Are they perfect? Even the color of their hair. Are they supposed to be blonde? Or supposed to have natural hair? Am I making any sense? So, if many girls... Say evil and dirty things to you and you internalize it. You, don't re- you, de- you wonder why you feel inferior all the time. You, you look at yourself in the mirror one million times before you step out of your house. You know? So when a young girl starts, uh, I'm looking for, I'm trying to coin my own word. When a young girl goes, you know, be, gets infected with selfism, that's a strong theology. Selfism, where it's about selfie, always checking yourself whether you look good and you're checking yourself in the mirror 24-7. No, you are acting as a result of a strong old belief system that has been built in your mind. And take note, that belief system and that way of life and those emotions, they don't make you feel happy. They don't make you to be yourself. I mean, you are not comfortable. You are not confident to be yourself. You are not free. So strongholds are designed to take you captive. I'm going to show us a picture of a stronghold very shortly. Now, this is an example of a stronghold. A castle, fortified, uh, building. Right. So, now, this castle you're looking at did not get here overnight. Did not, I mean, this this was not built overnight. Look at how it was built. One brick at a time. One brick at a time. Now, it then depends on how many people you have, what, what your workforce is like. So if you're, if you're a young girl who goes on TikTok, Instagram, Snapchat, Facebook, and all that social media platforms, and these are workforces of the enemy, right? And they are emphasizing and establishing, and then you have millions of them in school. And they're all saying the same thing to you that you are not beautiful, you are not good enough, or they are able to gang up against you, don't forget, when people are not saved, when people are not saved, they are easy instruments in the hand of the devil. Parents, children, please listen carefully. Now, when a person is not a Christian, a true Christian, not born again, right? And there are many people in our world today who are not born again. So the devil can tell, give them the same inspiration. And when you hear it from nearly a thousand people, you think it is true of yourself. Friends, there may be a fact in your life that maybe you are not as tall as some people, right? But that is not the truth about your real worth. Your real worth has nothing to do with your height, with your size, with your shape, of all things. Amen. So strongholds are built one brick at a time, one thought at a time. As I begin to prepare to close, one question is this. We we are still on this journey of smashing the strongholds in our minds, right? While we journey into identifying the strongholds in your life at this point in time and and pulling them down, I think we can do some self-assessment here. Excuse me. To ask yourself, what strongholds are you building in your life at this point in time? What lies are you believing? So one of the... So let's go back to... Where is that scripture? Uh, let's go back to St. Corinthians 10.4. Now, St. Corinthians chapter ten, uh, Verse 4. It says, For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God, pulling down strongholds, casting down argument. That's verse 5. Another different translations... Render that argument differently. So some say imagination, which is logis more in the Greek term for that. Imagination. Another version renders it speculations. Another version renders it um, deceptive fantasies. That one hit me. Guys, you know, and even girls, you know, I've, I've watched movies with people and people will say things like, he was not married that actor will be my boyfriend blah 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 and sometimes they wonder why they are not really in at some point they are not really feeling their spouse they are not happy or they find somebody who looks like a particular actor or actress that they idolize in their heart and they are gravitating towards that person and they are struggling to be still faithful in their heart to their spouse <laughs> deceptive fantasies are if some people they have a crush on a particular actor or actress from childhood and this they, they are still nothing. They are still nothing that crush, still nothing that deceptive fantasy. And they wonder why when they got married, they are struggling to remain faithful and committed to their spouse. They're wondering why when they go to parties, their eyes is not on their, their eyes are not on their spouse, but somebody outside. You know. And some of us. There's a lady or guy that you know right now that kind of tickles your fancy. He's so cute. She's so cute. Day in, day out, you're thinking, maybe I can spend time with this person. No, no, I should not be thinking about that. Each time you think those thoughts and you even take steps and you allow the emotions and you fantasize about it, you are building bricks in your heart. So don't be, don't be, don't be surprised if in three years' time, you realize that you can't stop thinking about this person. It didn't happen overnight. And you want to see them at all costs. You want to spend time with them. You even want to leave your spouse to be with them. Don't be surprised. You were, those times you were thinking, those thoughts, you were building bricks. You were building fortresses. The enemy was supplying you with inspiration, giving you pictures, imaginations, fantasies. And at that point in time, it does not seem, it seemed harmless. He said, Well, 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 that's just one of those things. Ah. <laughs> if you're a married person, adultery is just on your way. Your marriage is your marriage is just about to be destroyed. So when I showed you pictures of a ruined marriage earlier on, I'm giving you insight into things that split homes. Right. Sometimes parents have taught taught their kids to say, a man, who cannot pro- a man who cannot provide for the, for your family is a useless man. So your husband was, use- was useful when you got married. He then lost his job and by default, he becomes a useless man. Because of what many preachers and your parents have taught you. Are we thinking? So I'm trying to say to us that our default reactions and behaviors to things are functions of strongholds, layers of thought that the enemy has built in our minds. Many of us, God is calling us to do certain things, but we will not step into it because people have told you that you're not good enough. What do you have? What do you know? Friends, the first two years of starting Transmarch Church, I struggled hard with this because I grew up in the midst of pastors and pastors and religious leaders whom, based on my personality and what I have, no, 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 you, you, you can't do this. And I used to have someone close to me at that point in time this advice is sent to me all the time. You know, they're just very condescending. And though I've been in this relationship for over 10 years, I did not know that each time I speak with this person, they reject what I say. They, they don't listen. They condemn what I say. And all kind of behavior... I did not know that for over 12 years of being in this relationship, the enemy was building a stronghold of you are not good enough. He, maybe he kind of saw that this guy is going to be a preacher, going to be a pastor. Yeah, I remember I sent this person, I said, God, God said to me that he's going to be, he's going to make me a teacher, blah, 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 and stuff like that. And they laughed and they just <laughs> <you, laughs> <be a> <laughs> said, you, to be a teacher. He said, Well, you to be a teacher, go with that. And, uh, and it was killing, it was killing the power of, you know, yeah. It was killing the gift that God has given to me. And I was into this relationship for many years, for over 12 years. So for 12 years, the enemy did a number on my mind through this relationship to incapacitate me. One of my prayers in the past 20 days, 21 days now, is coming out of this because my eyes started opening up. I was into my wife. I said, before I met this person, this family, I used to take so much joy in 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 creating someone, you know, I remember this morning, I, there was a time when I was, I was, I think I touched on 17, I set up an office. I used to see myself as a global leader. I used to, and the enemy stole those vision in my life for over a period of 12, 14 years. Now I'm fighting my way to even go back to where I used to be when I was 13, it may, it may, it may, it may, that may sound like going back. No, no, even to go back to the, I'm trying to remember the visions and, the things that God has built in my life. But the enemy built a fortified city in my mind for 12 years through a relationship with somebody who seems to be a man of God in order to catch me and incapacitate me. So I'm saying to you that if the relationships in your life matter, so the, so the, the, the devil will use anything possible. Don't forget, is a long-term strategic operation. To incapacitate you, to confine you. And when you have watch this, one of the one of the features of a stronghold is this a stronghold, right, keeps you from the truth. It makes you to reject the truth of God. Right? Because a stronghold is meant to keep you from an ensuing enemy. So when you then when a stronghold is built, a stronghold of lies is built in your mind. When you see the truth of God, you reject it. You don't want to have it. Some people are angry against anything truth because lies and deception has been built in their mind as a stronghold over many years. My time is far spent, so at this point I will say to be continued. So if that has blessed you, I still have more because we are going into how to pull them down. Today I'm trying to help you. I don't want to teach this message for people to get excited. And they can go preach and teach other people without recognizing the strongholds in their own lives. Amen. So, let's pray. Father, I pray for your children in the name of the Lord Jesus. For many of us are not even where you want us to be. And Lord, so I pray in the name of Jesus that as we meditate on this message, we begin to see the strongholds of the enemy in our hearts and our minds in our lives so that we can begin to Prepare our heart to receive your word, the truth that will destroy the strongholds in our lives. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for in Jesus' name we've prayed. Amen.